It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a special episode of Locked on Panthers, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked on Panthers YouTube channel, where, like today, I'm doing a special live episode and trying to find a how I can get y'all's chat in here so I can uh, respond to some questions people might have. But uh, it will happen sometimes when there's breaking news like the news that came last night with Christian McCaffrey now being a San Francisco 49er. Of course, you can always check out the podcast over on all the podcasting feeds if you're not able to check out a live show like I'm doing right now. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. Either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council. Participate in next week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag. This show is made possible by our friends over at Simply Save. Here are three of my favorite things, football, football, and saving money. So let's talk about saving big money right now with Simply Safe Home Security. They're offering Locked On Panthers listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by U.S. News. They love it. I love it. You'll love it because at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. With 24-7 professional monitoring, when a threat is detected, Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or unable to respond. Their monitoring experts use proprietary response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Don't miss this chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Go today. There's no safe like simply safe. So I said this on the weekly Friday mailbag that came out at 7 a.m. to all the uh, YouTube watchers. It also came out on the podcast feed around, uh, I guess, midnight of uh, West Coast time. So really, 15 minutes after the trade, I guess that's 3 a.m. It's, well, it's 3 a.m. Eastern, so never mind. Um, but either way, had an episode, and what I was saying was the last time I was headed out of town and there was the threat of Big Panthers news was back in July when I was going down to Hilton Head for vacation. And I knew that they were going to trade for Baker Mayfield at some point in time during that week. And it came on Wednesday right after I stepped off of the golf course, and there went my Wednesday afternoon trying to, you know, give you all the episode, going on TV in Charlotte and Cleveland and getting phone calls all over the place, talking about Baker Mayfield now being a Carolina Panther back in July. Well, today, really in about, uh, I mean, 40 minutes, I need to leave, go to the airport because I'm headed up to Providence, Rhode Island because my buddy is getting married this weekend, and I had a feeling 
that with all the talk of Christian McCaffrey, possibly Shaq Thompson, which, okay, not nearly as important as Christian McCaffrey, but the talk that either one of those guys could get traded, that it was probably going to happen as soon as I left town. Thankfully, it did not happen once I was in Rhode Island. It happened last night, and I did not see the news originally. I was going to sleep. I rolled over, accidentally knocked my phone off my dresser, picked it up, and then saw Christian McCaffrey. I was like, oh, no, don't tell me they just traded. They just traded him away right now at like 11.45. I guess it might have been like 11.24 last night when it happened. I saw the news, pretended like I didn't see the news, went to sleep, woke up this morning, knew I needed to do a live episode. Also makes sense to do it live now, opposed to having put something out last night when maybe y'all were asleep. I certainly was trying to go to sleep. So here we are on this special edition of Locked On Panthers, breaking down the trade of Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers. A compensation, the Carolina Panthers traded CMC for a 2023 second-round pick, a 2023 third-round pick, and a 2023 fourth-round pick, plus a fifth-round pick in 2024 with the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, we would have loved for this to have been a first-round pick, but consider... The two teams, according to Ian Rapport of NFL Media, who were in the running for Christian McCaffrey, both from the same division, and both teams, Carolina Panthers, have played and lost to in the past month. The Los Angeles Rams, who they lost to on Sunday, and the San Francisco 49ers, they lost to three weeks ago, or two weeks ago, whenever it was. The Rams do not have a first pick, a first-round pick for like the next decade because they spent all this time getting guys like Matthew Stafford, getting rid of Jared Goff and sending him out to the Badlands, also known as Detroit, also getting guys like Jalen Ramsey. They do not have first-round picks. So when you're looking at teams interested, the Rams could obviously use a running back like Christian McCaffrey. Their running game has been abysmal, I think mainly because their offensive liner is hurt, but still, they don't have a back of the caliber of Christian McCaffrey on that roster. They also are trying to move Cam Akers. Might have made sense in a deal potential with the Rams that brought Cam Akers here to Carolina to see if he could rejuvenate his young career. Well, we'll never know because the Rams, I guess, did not provide enough compensation. Now, the thing the Panthers also wanted, though, was to at least get the equivalent of a first-round pick. When I was talking about Jonathan Jones, who used to write for the Charlotte Observer, now the lead NFL insider for CBS Sports on the NFL Today, he was on on Sunday morning talking about the Panthers would love a first-round pick or multiple picks. So that's what happened here. The Panthers got the equivalent of a first-round pick, which can be used in multiple ways. It could be used as ammo to move up in the draft, if need be, where at this point in time, hard to see them not being the number one or number two overall pick. Like, they're going to be in the top three, especially now that Christian McCaffrey is no longer on this roster. But it gives him an, um, a possibility to just move around as oh, throughout the draft anyways, as we've seen Scott Fitterer do the last two years, but especially back in 2021 in his first draft here in Carolina. So the 49ers, the team that won it, also, you remember, a year ago, they traded three first-round picks to go up and get Trey Lance. So far, that has not worked out in their favor but this is going to help Trey Lance. And I talked about this with Christian McCaffrey. We'll get into more detail in it here in a moment about my real feelings towards this. But I talked about if you're going to have a young quarterback, wouldn't it be great to have Christian McCaffrey out there helping him? The offensive line is already dramatically improved from where it's been the last couple of seasons. You have one of the young, talented wide receivers who's still criminally underrated, mainly because his quarterbacks around him have been god-awful in DJ Moore. Why not have Christian McCaffrey also out there to help him? We talked about it last year with Sam Darnold. Oh, man, Sam looked so great when he had Christian, but when he didn't have Christian and the O-line was terrible, then, well, hey, Sam Darnold was the same guy we saw in New York. Shocker. 
okay, maybe had Sam had him for the entire season, who at least when he was healthy, would he have played better? It's hard not to think that would have been the case, but Sam Darnold also is not the answer. So now for San Francisco, just from looking at their perspective, well, they got a young, great player in Christian McCaffrey, who's still, I mean, this is only his sixth season in the NFL. I know the last two years he's been lost to injury, and that's probably been the main reason why we've had the conversations, whether you get traded or not, and possibly that's part of the reason why they didn't get a first. Now, of course, two teams that were offering don't have first-round picks, as I just mentioned, but even teams out there like Buffalo would have been possible. I don't know. By the way, Christian McCaffrey is now in San Francisco, and the, four, and the Carolina Panthers now have their own first-round pick in 2023. They have two second-round picks, including their own, and now San Francisco. They have Now they've gotten a third-round pick back. They had traded it away last season when J.C. Horn went down. They sent Dan Arnold and a third-round pick over to Jacksonville for a fifth-round pick. And for C.J. Henderson, that has turned out to be a terrible trade, so at least they've gotten a third-round pick back. Um, they have two fourth-round picks, their own, and now San Francisco's, and they still have their fifth-round pick in 2023. The sixth-round pick belongs to New England, and a seventh-round pick, can't remember who owns that, but again, seventh-round pick, so whatever. One thing that is positive, though, as well, is that fifth-rounder in 2024, that's going to help them get back the Baker Mayfield pick. I've already said this. Don't need to see Baker Mayfield ever again in a Carolina Panthers uniform actually on the playing field during the game. He can warm up. He does not need to play. Does not need to take another snap because the condition was if he plays 70% of the snaps, that fifth-round pick in 2024 becomes a fourth-rounder for Cleveland. Now it's only going to be a fifth-rounder. Fingers crossed Panthers do the smart thing and don't play Mayfield. Play P.J., play Jacob Eason, play Sam Darnold. Don't play Baker Mayfield the rest of the way so they get that pick back. So job well done, at least by Scott Fitter, to be able to recoup some of that draft compensation and to load up on some picks heading to the draft where they only had four up until about 11 o'clock last night where the 49ers gave them three in this upcoming year's draft and in one in 2024. So positive for the Carolina Panthers to get that. Also looking at the financials of it all um, with Christian McCaffrey, Joel Corey, who is the cap expert over at CBS Sports, uh, wrote about this the other day, saying the Panthers are now going to have $8 million of dead money this season, and then they'll have $18 million of dead money next year in 2023, meaning the cap savings for Christian McCaffrey is only about $1.1 million, as this cap number originally in 2023 was going to be $19.9 million. So they're going to have to eat 18.8 of that or 0.3 of it or whatever, um, and they're going to have to eat the rest of it, or they're going to only save 1.1. So not much as far as cap relief. The one, did, the one positive thing, though, is moving forward, as this roster continues to be rebuilt, how long is that going to take? I have no idea. Someone on here in the chat saying, we are rebuilding after a three-year rebuild? Yeah, I mean, it could be another three-year re rebuild. Who knows? Panthers didn't go about it the right way, obviously. Um, but his cap number in 2024 and 2025 we're 19.9 million and 15.4 million, respectively. Now that, of course, comes off the books because Chris McCaffrey is no longer a Carolina Panther in those years. So that's where we're at with Chris McCaffrey no longer being a Carolina Panther. Just looking at the financials of it and looking at the draft compensation. Now, overall, <laughs> I don't really know how to feel about this. I love Christian McCaffrey, man. I, I think, obviously, he's a great running back. I still feel like when he's healthy, he's the best running back in the NFL. Dalvin Cook, he's phenomenal. Of course, Derrick Henry. El Tractorcito out there in Tennessee, he's a monster. But we saw the value of Derrick Henry last year, and the Titans rolled on to be the uh, top seed in the NFC, in the AFC, without Derrick Henry and with Deontay Foreman as their lead back for the majority of the season. Like, the running back position, it's no longer as valid as it used to be. 
And when we're looking at the guys that potentially could be on a trade block, we talk about Brian Burns. You can't do that. You cannot send off a young edge rusher. You look at Derek Brown. He's starting to finally play how you hoped he would play when you drafted him seventh overall in 2020. You do not get rid of someone on your defensive line who can be a monster in the interior. J.C. Horner, there's not really a conversation about him. Uh, same thing with Jeremy Chin was no conversation. He's also on IR, so how is that even possible? When you, and then D.J. Moore, like, do you really want to get rid of him? Because you, eventually you got to have somebody out there for your quarterback who comes in next year to have confidence in. But, I mean, as far as, like, positional value, defensive tackle, defensive end, wide receiver, corner, all more vital in today's game than a running back. You can find dudes to tote the rock. Now, can you find people to do what Christian McCaffrey did? Can you find one guy to do that? Unlikely. There's only a handful of them in this league. And the unfortunate thing for Christian is the last two years he was injured. And we've seen in the past, whether it's been Todd Gurley, whether it was what David Johnson out in Arizona, maybe Zeke Elliott, these guys, when they get paid, for whatever reason, their bodies just break down. Well, the reason is probably because this is football, which is a – brutal sport to play and when you play the running back position all you're doing is taking hits now how many like hard hits did Christian take not too many but unfortunately when he did take it seemed to keep him out for weeks at a time so I'm disappointed to see him go it makes sense probably long term for the Panthers to get this draft compensation and not to be paying a running back as much as they were paying Christian McCaffrey and they would have set the pay in the next couple of years. Makes more sense to continue to invest in guys like Brian Burns, who you're going to probably have to extend after this season. They already picked up his fifth-year option. This is the time to extend them, like with DJ Moore last year. They had picked up his fifth-year option back in 2021. Go to the 2022 offseason. You got to give him some money. I see the same thing playing out with uh, Brian Burns. You're going to probably pick up the fifth-year option for Derek Brown if he continues to play the way he's played. CJ Henderson can't see why they would pick up his fifth-year option. There's guys like Jeremy Chin. This is his third season. I understand he's injured, but Jeremy Chin has proven to be one of the young defensive leaders on this team. You got to extend him. So those are more pressing extensions that you had already on your roster. And you also think about it. When you don't have a, a rookie quarterback, you don't have that quarterback figured out, period. Not necessarily a rookie, but a quarterback figured out, period. It's really hard to plan around who you're going to sign, who you're not going to sign. And Scott Fitter talks about, oh, we have a plan here, we have a plan here. Okay, well, how can you plan when you don't even know if Baker was the right guy? You didn't know when Sam was the right guy. You know you want Brian Burns here. You know you want Dante Jackson here, as we found out, and DJ Moore here. But you don't know what that quarterback salary is going to look like. Now, for me, as I've said, like this is going to now be not a race to the bottom. Like They are going to drop all the way to the bottom of the NFL. And I've said that, and I'm still kind of wrestling with it, man. If, if this is the worst team in the league, it can't just be the quarterback. There's got to be other things that are seriously lacking. We already talked about the pass rush. Maybe with these extra picks, they can trade up and get an edge rusher in the 2023 draft to go along with the quarterback. I, I don't know, but it's they're going to be the, one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the NFL. I just don't know. I mean, watching this team was already bad enough. I know not all of y'all are going to watch. Of course, keep listening. Keep watching uh, Locked On Panthers because I'll do it for you. But, man, Sunday and the next 10 after that are going to be brutal now that Christian McCaffrey's not in this offense. Remember, they had 203 total yards on offense on Sunday in that loss to the Rams. CMC had 158 of it. The rest of the team had 45. So are we looking at 45 yards of offense on Sunday? I'm not – probably not, but it wouldn't shock you. No, this is awful watching how bad this team's going to be. Oh, my God, moving forward. Okay, um, I'm going to look more at this chat. Let me get in 
Another quick word from one of our sponsors, and that sponsor, of course, is Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one source for all your football and NBA betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, let's see. We've got a lot of comments here. I figure since um, I mean, we're doing this live, might as well might as well try and answer some of these questions. As I mean, we okay, the weekly Friday mailbag is out. It's been out now for um, a little bit of time. I mean, like an hour or two hours, and it's I'm sure plenty of people watched it and were like, oh hey, you you know Christian McCaffrey got dra- already got traded. It's like, look, people, I I recorded that like yesterday afternoon. How 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 was I supposed to know that was going to happen? Okay, so let's see. Someone's asking who fits better in our offensive scheme, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. We have no idea what the offensive scheme is going to be because there was not a head coach here in Carolina, so that's something that cannot be answered at this point in time. Uh, someone's happy just to have hockey back. Let's see if I can find some other ones. Zach Hill is asking, why would it be settling Baker? Oh, maybe he's talking to someone in the chat. Baker Mayfield, number one pick. Sam Darnold, number three. Trubisky, number two. They all suck. Yeah. And, and that's his – I think his overall point, too, is like, okay, so the Panthers are clearly going to be in position to be able to draft Bryce Young out of Alabama, C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State, the Ohio State University. I always forget. Please excuse me, Buckeye fans. And Will Levis out of Kentucky. Like, those are the top three. As I told you all, if you watch the weekly Friday mailbag, the guy, when I look at those three, the dude who's clear to me is the best is Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud, haven't watched a lot of Ohio State this year because they haven't played anybody. I didn't. I, saw, I missed the Notre Dame game. And then after that, they've just been like whooping up on Wisconsin and Rutgers and whoever else plays in that side of the Big Ten. They don't play Penn State and Michigan until next month. So when they play those teams, then I'll be kind of locked in on the, uh, the Buckeyes, although Penn State just got mopped last weekend by um, Ohio by, um Michigan, so like clearly Penn State's no good. So really got to wait until Thanksgiving weekend to even watch a game where C.J. Stroud might be tested. He won't be tested in the Big Ten Championship game either because it looks like Illinois. And by the way, I had someone text me last night a photo of Illinois' running back Chase Brown being like, hey, that's our next, that's our CMC replacement. There's just, I don't think there's going to be a replacement for CMC, but what you do now is you draft someone in the middle of, of the draft and the meat of the draft where all their picks have just came from San Francisco, the second, third, and fourth. Now, like I said, you have two seconds, two fourths. You can use that to draft a running back in that part of the draft. And then four years after they're done, you go draft someone else. You don't sign running backs. Don't ever do that again. Please. You franchise tag, you franchise tag, do what Pittsburgh did to Le'Veon Bell. Don't do what the Carolina Panthers, Marty Herney, do what Christian McCaffrey. Don't ever do that again. But looking at these quarterbacks though, like I I think Bryce Young's the best. I go back to that Texas game. Alabama was awful against Texas. And if Quinn Ewers not gotten hurt, I think Texas wins that football game. But Bryce Young found a way. On Saturday in, in Knoxville and Neyland Stadium, that dude was awesome. Hendon Hooker looked great too. And I've already seen people saying in the chat, Hendon Hooker, like that's the guy. I think he's going to be 25 come draft time. Apparently that's going to be a knock on him. Whether he, If he can play, he can play. Like I don't think it really matters how old the dude is. Like Clearly – He's turned into one of the better quarterbacks. Now, the thing about Hendon Hooker to understand is, look at the offensive scheme and just how wide, especially to like the to like the to the field side, his wide receivers are lined up. Like they got dudes who are lined up like two yards away from the boundary. 
Like, they're running a Mickey Mouse offense from the context of the NFL game. What he is doing in Josh Heupel's system does not necessarily translate to what he's going to have to do on Sunday. Does that mean he cannot do it? Absolutely not. I'm not saying that. Just understand what you're seeing right now in Knoxville is not necessarily going to be the system he runs in the NFL. It's not necessarily. It's not going to be what he runs in the NFL. So understand that when evaluating, but also understand, like, he looks freaking awesome. LSU game a couple weeks ago, he had a deep ball, I think, in that first half. That was just one of the best balls I've seen all year in college football. The, the dude's money. I, I love I love Hendon Hooker. Excited for him. I mean, he's a Greensboro kid. So anybody from North Carolina that's balling out on the college level, happy for him and what he's been able to do so far at Tennessee. And good to see the balls back, as much as I can't stay in balls fans at times. Um, but, yeah, like uh, Bryce Young, I just look at him as being the best. And I know there's people like, oh, you've seen him with so many batted balls and he's short and I already have someone right here saying it. I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to be the best in the NFL. It's a crapshoot. I have no idea which is going to be the best. All I'm saying is, of the guys I've seen on Saturdays, Bryce Young is the best one in my eyes. We have the entire draft uh, cycle to pick apart how terrible of human beings they are and all the things that they love to do in the NFL draft, which is why I hate the NFL draft. It's like, hey, let's spend three months just crapping on every single one of these college players. When in, I love college football and I love watching them play, it's like, hey, let's enjoy them. But once they get to the NFL, like, hey, let's find a way to see what's everything wrong with them. Hard pass on that. I think Bryce Young's excellent. C.A. Stroud's excellent. Will Levis in his own right, having played in an NFL scheme the last two years, that same scheme that hopefully will be coming here to Carolina. The Shanahan scheme, um, hopefully, you know, maybe Will Levis can be here because he's run it. I don't think he's better than Young or Stroud, but he, ha- he has the makeup in the NFL falls in love with traits. Everyone in the league is going to convince themselves that he's going to be the next Josh Allen. Those are wild expectations. Uh, Caleb Williams, by the way, is not eligible to come out. So um, let's maybe, if you want to tank another year, then certainly Caleb Williams, come on down. I would be saying selfishly, Drake May, come home. But uh, I don't think Caleb Williams is going to be a Carolina Panther. At least, you know, Panthers should already have their quarterback by then. But Levis can be good. We'll see. I just, I'm not going to sit here and really make any definitive statements on who's going to be better, because I really don't know. Like, as I've said, I don't know. And I understand I'm seeing it. People are hesitant about the Ohio State quarterback deal just because – and it's it's weird, because Ohio State has, of course, as you know, one of the best traditions in college football, as far as especially winning. And to see that they've never really had a quarterback in the NFL who's been a franchise guy is confusing and alarming at the same time. I think it also shows you just how Ohio State out-talents everyone they play in college. And then you see, like, hey, they get to the NFL. Like, Dwayne Haskins may rest in peace. I mean, Haskins had his other issues um, that led to him not being a success in Washington. Um, but also, like, hey, man, when you got the best receivers in the world, it's going to be pretty easy. Like, we looked at it with Justin Fields. When you have Chris Olave, who's stepped in the NFL and been amazing right away, and you have Garrett Williams, and you have Jackson Smith and Jigba, who really was a, was a Stroud guy last year, you're going to look really good. And this year, I mean, good God, the receivers Ohio State gets, they, they get receivers better than anyone else in, the, in, the, in college football. With Brian Hartline, their wide receiver coach, he's done a great job in developing those guys and, and, and being able to recruit them. So whoever plays that, a quarterback at Ohio State is going to have – the best skill, skill talent in the entirety of the NFL. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see uh, what happens. Okay, let's see. Let me look at more of these. Who would have more better passes when they played Baker or Kyler? It was Baker. Okay, that's some people are arguing with each other in the chat. 
Uh, let's see. Are the Panthers safe to stay? Yes. Okay. I, we've been over this. Y'all, please stop asking me if the team's going to move. They're not moving. Where? Just find me where they're going to move the Carolina Panthers in the in America. Who? Where are they going to move them to? Um, okay. Someone said, should we just re-sign everyone and be bad next year? Then in 2024, go after big-name free agents to help the rookie quarterback. I don't know how far away this team really is. Like, let's look at just the position groups right now. I, like, I, gotta, I probably got to get out of here soon. Let's look at the position groups right now. Offensive line is so much better. Like, I'm not concerned about O-line. And you have, you of course, have Icky. Brady is locked up. Elfline has another year. Um, you have Corbett locked up. You got Taylor Moten. So all five of those guys have played every snap. It doesn't look like Elfline's going to play on Sunday. He didn't practice the last two days. We'll see if he practices later today. Um, I don't I don't know. I haven't really heard anything about that. So it looks like Bradley Bozen is going to get an opportunity. But overall, the guys who have been the starters for the, lap, for the first six games should all be back. So the O-line, not an issue. Wide receiver, that was one of the position groups I came into the year wondering about. Like, we know how good DJ Moore is. Robbie Anderson, goodbye forever. Uh, he, he had a great year in 2020. Then last year wasn't great. I was wondering, hey, is, is he going to bounce back? He, I think he's their leading receiver, but he's no longer here. And, cor- of course, was not going to be around here long term. But then after that, like, Terrace, he's injured all the time. Then he loses his gig to Shy Smith. Shy has done nothing to really show that he was deserving, uh, that he really should be still in the third. Not going to say that he wasn't deserving of it coming out of camp, because certainly he was. But he has not shown anything since the season began to show why he's retained that spot. We'll see what LaVisca Chenault can do. But still wide receiver, like, I think they need to go out there and get some other guys, because there's only one proven dude. And Shy hasn't done anything yet. Terrace hasn't done anything yet. And LaVisca Chenault, I mean, he hasn't done nearly enough for me to sit here and be like, yeah, they're totally good. Tight end, completely worse position group in the entire NFL here in Carolina. So they got to find new tight ends, new receivers. So just looking at the offense as a whole, like O-line great, which you got to have a good O-line. Quarterback's terrible. You got to find another running back. You need to find more receivers. You need to find new tight ends. So the Carolina Panthers are going to have to rebuild that skill position group on offense, in my point, in my, in, in my opinion. Just looking at what they have out there. Like, you have guys in DJ Moore. You got the O-line. Outside of that, you got to find somebody else at running back, tight end, and in more receivers who you could actually rely on. Can you do that in free agency? I don't know. Um, you probably need to do it through the draft and hope that that guy clicks immediately. Now, they already did that kind of with the draft. Terrace Marshall, and it hasn't worked out. Get someone who's been healthy and not someone who's banged up coming into camp. Um, then you look on the defensive side of the ball, D-line. I mean, I guess gross models can be here for another year. We're still going to have guys like Bravion Roy who are going to be kind of in, in the background. Maybe he's a Baylor guy. So a lot of those Baylor guys probably are not going to – well, they're definitely not going to be here next year. Uh, Derek Brown, of course. Ionitis, don't see him being back because he's a Baylor guy or a Temple guy technically. Or not technically. He is a Temple guy, but a, a rule dude. Um, so you're going to have to find more guys on the defensive line. You're going to have to find another edge rusher opposite of Brian Burns because currently there just is not someone out there who you can rely on. So right there, defensive line, you're going to have to find some pieces there. Linebacker, Lord, if if it, if Shaq Thompson leaves, it, that, which is still rumored he might be gone, you draft a Brandon Smith. We haven't really seen much of him at all. Uh, Damian Wilson can be cut if they want to. Uh, Corey Littleton's only here on a one-year deal. And not, you're going to have – you have Frankie Luvu locked up. Like, Luvu's fine. Like, Luvu and Brandon Smith are the only two guys you know for sure can be back at linebacker. Like, that is abs- that's absolutely a position group that you have to address probably – Early on in the draft, where you can find a, a good free agent, the, the draft is the way to go. 
And then in a secondary, like they're fine. You got Jeremy Chin. You have Xavier Woods locked up at safety. Uh, you, of course, you got Dante. You got JC. So secondary, not worried about that. But the other two levels of the defense, you got to find some players. So I like that. Like, and people are asking me who the foundational pieces are. Like Brian Burns on defense is. Jeremy Chin is. Um, Derek Brown, JC Horn. You can even throw in Dante. Shaq, as long as he's as, as he's here, as just like those veteran foundational pieces. Then on offense, you got Taylor Moten, you got Iki Aquanu, you got DJ Moore. Outside of that, everyone else is pretty much expendable. So that just kind of when you really look at the roster as a whole, like there were some nice pieces to like, and I like the holes that they had filled in the offseason, and they're gonna have to continue to do that because those are the guys you're gonna build around. The Panthers have to do that again while also trying to fix the issues they have with their skill positions now and at quarterback. Like, that's a pretty big ask going into this offseason. And that's why it was important that they did get rid of McCaffrey, as much as, like, it hurts to see McCaffrey leave, as much as, like, I love watching the dude play. And it sucks that he never got to do anything special here. Like, he did special things, like, individually, but as a team. His rookie year is the only year when he was still the backup to Jonathan Stewart. And after that, when it was his team, or at least his his job, he was great. But as we saw, they fell apart in the second half of the season 2018 when Cam's shoulder was done. Cam gets hurt in New England, plays two games, is clearly way off of it. Uh, y'all lie to yourselves and tell, you, tell yourself that Kyle Allen was the franchise. He ends up to stink. Shocker. And that season falls apart. And there's a gross sweat stain. Uh, and, then, uh, and then 2020, he was, I mean, of course, in 19, he was great. But 2020, you know. He was injured, 2021 he was injured, and then this year he's been good, but here we go. So, yeah, so Christian's gone, and clearly this roster build is going to be, it's going to take time, and uh, I, I don't want to wait, but we're going to have to wait. I don't, I don't think it's one of those things where it gets turned around immediately next year. If you get a rookie quarterback, they're going to have their, their bumps and bruises, and I, the frustrating thing for me and I think for all, a lot of fans is, too, it's like, okay, so like someone just brought up, the Panthers had a three-year rebuild. I mean, they're not even really in three year. They're not in the end of year three. They had like a three-year rebuild or whatever, and now they're entering another potential three-year rebuild because you're getting a new quarterback. Hopefully, you're doing it the right way this time. You're getting a new head coach. I think the general manager is staying here, Scott Fitter. I don't think they would allow Fitter to make this trade of Chris McCaffrey, who isn't going to stick around. So Fitter is going to be here. So you're going to have the same GM who's going to be in the meeting rooms to get a new head coach. So new head coach, and then you're going to have a new quarterback among other changes on the roster. Like, it's going to take time. And when you look at it, too, like these rookie quarterbacks, it, and it's not until, like, year three where you really know whether these dudes are, like, are good or not. We've seen it, like, with Josh Allen because he wasn't very good his first two years. But then, hey, year three broke out was awesome. Like, there's other people like Mahomes who come in and immediately are great. Like, Justin Herbert's been immediately great. Has that re- resulted in playoff success or going to the playoffs yet? No. But typically, like, you give them out three years, see if they're any good, and that's when you have to make a decision on whether to exercise their fifth-year option. We saw in New York with Sam Darnold, they didn't want to do that. They, they did it in Cleveland, but later on decided, hey, we don't want to pay this guy. So you, you really have to wait for three years to even know if you have the right guy at quarterback unless a Young or a Stroud or a Levis or maybe even Hendon Hooker come out immediately and show, like, oh, I'm that guy. So it's – Buddy, it's tough. <laughs> it's not. It's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be painful. So just be patient, y'all. Just be patient. Wish CMC the best of luck. He did tweet out uh 
you know, being thankful about all of his time here in Carolina and yada, yada, yada. So good for him. Sorry to see you go. That sucks. Okay, so I'm going to go to the airport, get up to uh, Providence, PVD, and go enjoy the rest of my weekend. And fingers crossed, Panthers don't make any more trades. I don't think, unless they trade like Brian Burns or DJ Moore, which they basically said is not going to happen, I don't think that there's going to be anything other. Knock on wood, big news. I should be free to go do that, and I'll be back Sunday, and I can talk to you all about the Panthers definitely losing to the Buccaneers because <laughs> they are not going to win when Christian McCaffrey's not on the roster. Like, they're definitely going to get their ass kicked on Sunday against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Like, this is going to be a brutal one. It's already bad. We need to actually, like, start looking at the historical context of how bad this offense is gonna, can, could possibly be and, like, look out at it, the rest. Like, they're going to suck the rest of the year like oh my god that that one just like hit home right like I finally just realized like how bad it's gonna be the rest of the year not having Christian McCaffrey and I gotta sit here and watch this stuff but um hey y'all please keep checking out the podcast again we're part of Locked On Podcast Network uh watch us here on YouTube where you can of course check out some of these live episodes and um hopefully there won't be too many of these but whenever big news like this happens of course I try to go live and to give you all the best show I can give you in crunch or in a crunch um so then check us out of course uh, subscribe on youtube tell your friends about it tell your mom tell your uh, aunt tell everybody tell your little cousin i don't know take someone's phone and um you know make them subscribe to the show even if they don't listen to the show like steal the phone go to spotify go to apple music give it five stars and make them subscribe um and also follow me on twitter at julian council where every saturday every friday i uh Answer weekly Friday mailback questions. That's right. So either at me or DM me and ask me a question for next week, and I'll get to it next Friday. In the meantime, stay safe, be happy, be whole, as always. Keep pounding. I'm headed up to PVD. I'll be back Sunday. Goodbye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.